Welcome back. This is Daily Bread with Pastor Q. I believe we finally uploaded on time. Six o'clock for the podcast. We made it. We're on track. We're doing good. I'm excited. But yeah, praise the Lord. Um, today's scripture of the day is 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 7. Um, so we'll get right into that. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. So, uh, just pretty straightforward scripture here. Um, we are to love one another, right? And... <clears throat> Because God is love, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. Uh, I guess uh, you just have to know the right type of love, the correct definition of love, right? If we go to 1 Corinthians uh, 13, it will give us an accurate description of what love is, right? Because... In our world today, we can say that love is all kinds of things. Uh, but to define love accurately, we need to get a biblical understanding of what love is. Um, and here it is right here. Um, let's see here. Love suffereth long and is kind. Right? Patient. It's kind. It does not envy. Uh... It, it does not uh, boast itself. It's not puffed up. It does not uh, behave itself unseemingly. It does not seek her own. It is not easily provoked. It thinks. It, it doesn't think evil. It doesn't go around thinking evil all the time. It does not rejoice in iniquity. Uh, it, but it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails, okay? And so that's the type of love that we're talking about. That's the love of God. So what the scripture's saying is, beloved, if you, want, if you love one another like this, right? For God is love that is like this. Uh, they're defined in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses uh, basically uh, 4 through 8. It, the Bible defines love. And so go check that out if you're wondering, well, what is love? I understand God is love, but what does God define love as? What does that look like? So, 1 Corinthians will tell us that. Um, but we'll go on here and read a little more uh, because really this whole section all the way down to verse uh, 21 is about love. And it says some more things here. It says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, but for God is love. If this was manifest, uh, in this he was manifest, the love of God toward us. Right? Remember, God's love came first. 
It's not that we loved God and that's why and that's that's why, you know, we're saved. That's not the truth. He loved us, right? So it in this was manifest as verse nine, first uh, John chapter four, verse nine. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation, it means one to stand in place of. It's the substitute. It's he, Jesus took the punishment for, this, for our sins. He took our crimes, what we deserved, and he put that on himself. Um, and this is how he displayed his love. This is how God displayed his love to the world by sending his son. This is how the son displayed the love by being fully obedient and willing to go. Um, it said that uh, he <clears throat> that he endured the cross uh, because of the joy that was ahead of him. He knew the outcome, right? He knew that he was paving a way for us uh, to come into the kingdom of God, for us to be saved. And so uh, he took joy in the cross. Uh, beloved, if God so loved us, we also uh, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Not that you can't have a vision of the Lord or from the Lord. We see that in the Old Testament and, and lots of testimonies even today of people uh, seeing the Lord in the Spirit. But I'm talking about physically seeing him in the flesh. We cannot see him and live. He's too holy in the flesh. So we would have to see him in a vision or, or, or something like that. In the flesh, though, no man has seen God. Um, let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> if we love one another... God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. So basically it's saying, hey, these are the invisible attributes of God. How, how can people know that you love God? Because your love for one another, right? I've, I've, I've preached this over and over again. The number one tool for evangelism is not evangelism. It's your love for one another. This is how uh, the world will know that Jesus... Uh, that you are my disciples, Jesus said. It's your love for one another. Not all the gifts, not all the things, uh, not anything else, right? Um, not the miracles, not the signs, not the wonders. Your love for one another. This is the best way of evangelism, is uh, really doing a good job at loving one another. Um, let's see here. Uh, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. You must be 
born again of the Spirit of God. Right? Uh, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. See how simple that is? <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy there. Uh, of course, you have to you know, believe it, but I mean, it's just faith. It's Yes, I believe that's a fact. And then walking after that, living your life in a way that says, I believe in this, right? Um, belief gives us certain convictions and because of those convictions we live a certain way right um, because I believe in Jesus I've laid my life down for the brethren um, that's what scripture calls me to do uh, I give my time I mean I just I just love people and so um, you know it I build my life around that because I know it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but loving people is very, it can be very difficult, <laughs> exhausting, um, you know, because people are imperfect. They're not perfect. They're not going to uh, always respond to love the way you think people should. Um, sometimes, uh, maybe you can relate with me, loving people is very difficult. Um, but that's what the Lord's calling us to do. He's calling us to lay our life down, to love one another. Right? Uh, let's see here. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he is in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we have, may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us, if I may say, I love God and hateth his brother, if a man may say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? I often say this to my teenage boys when they're fighting and, and arguing and stuff. Um, just to, just to get them, make a point to get them stopped, right? And this is the commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So um, lots of, of scripture there from First uh, John 4, 7 through 21, but it's all about the love of God and how he loved us first. Uh, one of my favorite verses there is 18, how... His love towards us will begin to cast out fear, right? Uh, the biggest fear for normal everyday people is death. That's the biggest fear. Nobody wants to die. Why? Because they don't think there's there's going to be a, a tomorrow. Uh, they don't have any hope if they don't know Jesus. Uh, but 
Jesus has a way of taking fear out. I met I met the Lord. I I'm just not afraid of things. Uh, sometimes I take unnecessary risks because I'm just not afraid. I'll just do something dangerous because I just I just just don't. I'm not afraid. Uh, uh, I don't do that often, uh, but I'm just saying it's just fear is not something that um, that just governs my life anymore. It used to govern my life. It used to make decisions, actions, um, things out of fear, right? But now I I, I, make, I base my decisions based on faith. Uh, it's a conscious decision. Um, and I'm able to do this, right? Watch this. I'm able to trust and have faith in God because I believe that He loves me. And so, that automatically is pushing fear out of the door. Because what are you afraid of? The, the fear is that God will not show up and He will not keep His promises. Um, that's, that's usually the fear in situations. You can apply that to everything. But when you believe that God loved you first, sent His Son, it's a part of history saying... Hey, I love you. I stretched my arms out on the cross for you. I've forgiven you. Then that fear, the more you put your faith, the more you trust God, right? You might believe, but we need to work on trusting Him, right? You can be in a relationship and still not trust somebody. So we've got to trust God more and more. And the more trust we give to Him, the more fear will begin to leave. Perfect love casts out all fear. Right, so uh, a little bit longer today, but you know, I, I think. But uh, we just covered some more scripture, but it was all in context with First uh, John uh, chapter four, verse seven. This is daily bread with Pastor Q. Remember, if you have a testimony, or if you know any uh, unbelievers, atheists, or people from different religions that would love to talk to me, uh, please reach out. Love you guys. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless.